doing this? Really? Wait for it. Are we doing this? Wait for it. Ow! What the fuck? WTF. And it's also... Ah, what the fuck? What's wrong with me? It's time for WTF. What the fuck? With Mark Maron. All right, let's do this, what the fuckers. What the fuck, buddies? What the fucking ears? What's the fucking off tonight? The hipster Alamo. All right, uh, I'm very excited to be here. How are you? I was out here earlier, but this is the stage me. That was casual me out before. Now I'm all juiced up and ready to go. It's going to be a good show. Uh, Jeffrey Tambor is going to be here momentarily. But I need you to temper your excitement with the reality that I'm going to make it about me for about 10 minutes. Aww, yeah. I, uh, I'm a little punchy, I'm a little tired, and I have a headache. I just wanted to let you in on that. In the name of transparency, that's where I'm at. I flew in from Minneapolis this morning, didn't sleep much because they took away a fucking hour. And I don't know how that works for anybody. It's just stupid, and it should be stopped. See, I stand for things. Um, let's just read a few emails because I do this on my live shows. Uh, proper meet and greet etiquette. Dear Mr. Marin. Well, that's already off to a good start. <laughs> I, you know, some people just take this sort of way. Hey, Marin, which is fine, but Mr. Marin. Friend of mine and I will be seeing you at the live What the Fuck on March 17th in Grand Rapids. If we do get the chance to meet you, I was wondering about your preferred method for people to greet you. Uh, handshake, a respectful bow. Uh, <laughs> hadn't thought of that one. But see, the hubris. I'm like, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> A hug, perhaps? I know that when I'm meeting large groups of unknown people, germs can become a concern. <laughs> as I wish not to make a fool of myself, I figured I would ask as to your personal taste on the issue. Looking forward to the show. Best regards, Dave. And if I could just address Dave directly, don't approach me at all. <laughs> like the confused, the confused guy going in for the hug? This one, I, th the sad thing about this email is I think it's real. <laughs> Subject line, panel opportunity. Hey Mark, I love your podcast and have listened to every single episode. It is always one of the highlights of my week. I'm getting married in late August in Santa Barbara and instead of a band or music, we prefer news and spoken word. <laughs> wait, wait, no, it's just, I swear that this is real. I would love to have a panel with you, Louis C.K., Ira Glass, and Rachel Maddow at the wedding. What are the chances you're interested and would help me get the others interested? Andy, are you out of your fucking mind? I can't even get Louie on the phone anymore, number one. Number two, Rachel Matt. I'm going to call Rachel Maddow. Hey, Rachel, we worked together a few years ago. There's this guy in Santa Barbara. He just wants us to hang out at his wedding and talk to each other. And I'm going to call Ira Glass. It should be really fun. You in? That's, well, I guess people would talk about that wedding, but what would they say about it? That was peculiar. I like all those people, but it's a wedding. You graced my dreams last night, then the world ended. Yeah, I understand. 
I like the dreams because I like I'm I'm starting to pick through the ones that I've decided are real because of specific turns of phrase. Hey, Mark, last night I dreamed that I was a guest on the podcast. I was very excited and nervous to be on the show, and after about 15 minutes, we realized that the record button was never pushed. You decided that the interview up to that point was not so great, so you called it quits. The next thing I knew, I was in a post-apocalyptic world where I lived with a small group of people in the attic of a convenience store. It's got to be real. All right, there's a better dream. There's a better one. Weird dream. Hey, Mark Marin, I just woke up from a dream where you were my neighbor. I saw you at the bar down the street and thought I should say hi, but when I did, you were so determined to be an asshole that I ended up yelling cocksucker at you as I stormed away in tears. I guess you felt bad because a few minutes later you showed up at my place. What started out as a semi-apology slowly morphed into a confrontational rant about how I had no right to approach you when you were playing video poker. <laughs> And that's when I woke up. Sorry, my subconscious thinks you're a dick. Love, Julian. This one's just weird. It just says binge eating. I can't stop. I won't pause long enough to decipher what emotional void I'm trying to fill. The key to binge eating rationalization is restrictions. This is all written like a poem, by the way. Binge eat vegetarian style, binge eat low carb, binge eat non-processed foods, etc. Add structure to binge eating and it goes way too far. And then this, he lists what he ate. Tonight. <laughs> A full filling normal American adult sized dinner. <laughs> That's fucking poetry. A full filling normal American adult sized dinner. A half container of Sabra jalapeno hummus, one bag of tortilla chips, a half pound of baby carrots, two Reese's cups, one ginger soda, eight clementines, two bananas, two bowls of peanut butter panda puff cereal with almond milk, one Twix bar. But there's no animals in there. God damn it. That's all. I mean, I, 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 didn't, I, I didn't expect big laughs, but I expected you to take in that guy's expression of himself. Acme, cunt. Subject line. It's not referring, it's referring to a comedy club, not the pinnacle of cunt. <laughs> Yesterday I was at my wife's parents, I'd say in-laws, but that sounds too permanent. Later that night... I... <laughs> Boy, don't step on those laugh lines, Marky. Later that night, I went to take my contacts out but could not find the saline. The wife wouldn't tell me where it was. One thing led to another, and I screamed at her, eventually calling her a cunt. This upset her sleeping mother. <laughs> Anyhow, we'll be at your late show Saturday night at Acme. If you could put in a good word for me, that would be swell. Yours in love and squalor, Tony in Minneapolis. Uh, Tony, I'm sorry I missed the opportunity, but uh, I think you're the cunt. All right. Last one. Another kind of uh, women issue here. Keep up the great work. Mark, I was going to write a long email, but I decided against it. Here's the short version. I hate my wife. I love my kids. I've been in the Air Force for 18 years. I'm in England. Your show is awesome. I love your podcast. I miss my home state of California. You're a funny-ass motherfucker. My wife is fucking nuts. I don't like her very much. Take care. Women are the devil. Jason. <laughs> 
All right. Well, that's uh, that's good. I'm, I think everybody feels good and happy, and I, and I feel good. I think it's nice to end on those upbeat emails. Um, and now let's uh, bring out uh, my guest. Uh, you know him for many things, probably most uh, likely the Larry Sanders Show, Arrested Development, and uh, everything else he's done in his illustrious acting career. Please welcome Jeffrey Tambor to the stage. Okay. How are you? Okay. <laughs> what was this thing you did earlier? Oh, I was at the, um, um, uh, I guess it's called the acting workshop, where they, you know and uh, I've, I've done it a number of years. I think this is my fifth year. Where I, I Your 50th you. year? 50th year okay. here. How would it be my fucking 50th year? I just thought you maybe... My fifth it. year. Okay, okay. Here. And um, uh, it, it's young actors and directors and writers, and it's fun. They seem to be very eager. It went well, right? And uh, I love doing it. It's the most eager, wonderful audience you could have. Do, do you like to... to I gotta go pretty soon. Yeah, I know. It's gone. Yeah, we only got more minutes. It's been really good so far. I have a, uh, <laughs> I have a 4.30 out. Do you hear that? Yeah, actors do that. I have a 4.30 out. <laughs> yes. yeah, it's, it's non-negotiable. I gotta go. Oh, really? I gotta no, go. I, no, yeah. I gotta go. No, my people. Oh, fuck. Your people? Mm. Are they right there? Are you Jewish? Yes, I am. Okay. <laughs> I am a Jew. Um... <laughs> And I call myself a Jew. Do you call yourself a Jew? Do you say it with that tone? When people go, what are you? You go, I'm a Jew. Oh, yeah. How do you say it? Oh, our neighbors uh, called us dirty Jews. <laughs> of course they um, But that was... Uh, no, I'm, uh, we were conservative. We brought, uh, brought up in um, San Francisco. I didn't see, like, I had no idea that you were from... No, I'm still talking. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> and um, and my, my parents were Orthodox. Really? And they brought you up conservative? That seems ridiculous. So I've come here and you're going to talk badly about my parents? <laughs> I don't understand that warmth and that, but that's okay. No, they, were, uh, they couldn't afford to be uh, uh, Orthodox. And they came from St. Paul uh, yeah. and uh, uh, New York. I was just in Minnesota. There's a, there's a, there used to be a lot of Jews up there. You know what they need in Minnesota more? What? what? Malls. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> they should probably think about building a really big one. Yeah, yeah. Have oh, you a big mall. Yeah. Have you yeah. been to that one? It's horrendous. It's horrendous. It's a huge mall. But San Francisco, you grew up, you were there as a kid? Yeah. And what, what year was that, in general? <laughs> you heard of the earthquake, right? Yeah, after that. 1906 earthquake. Right. Yeah. No, I was born in 1944. And you grew up in San Francisco, because that was like, I, first of all, I lived there for two years. This and is I, the most fucking uncomfortable chair I have ever been in. This is not a chair, it's a, it's a life. It's a... <laughs> But they yes. look so inviting. But it's they, not they, inviting. It's like it's like a personality. It's like a, <laughs> like a thing. <laughs> I grew up. I went to uh, Aptus Junior High School. I went to uh, Lincoln uh, High School and San Francisco State. When when you were like a kid, though, was there the because I know the Beatniks were there and there was a lot of things going uh, yeah, on. Yeah. Did, were you aware of it? Oh yeah, I went to the, I went to those clubs where people were just. Did you when you were like 14, 15? 
Yeah. Uh huh. Was it yeah. fun? So yeah, it was. It was really hung out with Lord Buckley, Miles Davis, uh, Lenny Bruce. Miles Davis. Yes. I went to a, a Miles Davis concert. I was in the first row, and uh, I um, had Miles Davis right right up there. And you know what he did? What? He turned his fucking back on me. No. Yeah, I didn't know that. That so he turned his back, and after his solo, he left the stage. Yeah. What are you laughing at? Because I think you're funny. It's awful. No, <laughs> I was with my date Connie. Shut up. And the guy left. I mean, I've never seen it, but he was very... Um, I later found out that that was a thing that... It, it wasn't so much contemptuous. Yeah. It was that that was his deal right. to get in his own music. To alienate the audience completely so he no, knew what he had to do. No, I think to do his music. But, but I you, kind of understand that. But you were offended at the moment? Did you, always. Did you turn... Did you, <laughs> I'm always offended. I'm, did you turn I'm your offended head? usually. I don't get it. I, I love acting. I yeah. just don't get it. Really? I, no, I don't get people. I, I don't understand. But you seem to understand. Kind of. Is, what, what, <laughs> when did you start acting? I mean, how old were you? I lived across the street from San, San Francisco State, and, uh, and I used to go over there, I guess around 11 or 12, 13. And what was it that drew you to it? I mean, was there an event? Really? You yes. really want to know? Well, if you want to tell me. Oh, I'm here. Okay. Um... I watched these actors perform. I guess they were, they seemed to me like 80 years old. I guess they, in retrospect, they were 17, 18. And they were nice. They, they, they said, what do you think, kid? And uh, I'd say, well, I think it's good because I had a list. <laughs> I talked like Gus Gus in Cinderella. I think it's good. And they'd say, what? And I'd say, I think it's good. <laughs> it was awful. And so, uh, and they said, well, you have any notes? I said, I don't have any notes. Uh, I just really, just keep practicing. <laughs> so, um, finally, they took pity on me, and they would let me, um, maybe it wasn't pity, because they had me strike the set. <laughs> it's mm. uh, an opportunity. Or as I called it, strike, you want me to strike the set? <laughs> the first girl I asked to go steady had no idea what I was saying. Was it master? Well, I said, do you want to go studying? She went, I have no idea what you were saying. How did you get rid of that list? Joe Mitzak, okay. San Francisco State College, literally taught me how to, how to speak. And I'm positive that's what, why I'm an actor. Because, because Well, no one could fucking understand me. I had no expression. Because I was going around like this, and people saying, you understand what this guy said? Really? It's true. But did people make fun of you, too? Like, oh, no. It's so easy. <laughs> Oh no, they didn't make fun of me when I talked like this. And I weighed 500 pounds and I was Holy 11 shit. years old. You weighed 500 pounds? No, I didn't. Like what? I was heavy. I was you were heavy? heavy? Yeah. I was, I was Gus Gus in Cinderella. I'm telling you. When I saw Cinderella, I went, that's me. You guys know Cinderella? Walt Disney Cinderella? Gus Gus? I knew a guy, I knew a guy that talked like that in high school and his name was Mike Vert. Like it was his name, it was V E R T Z. That was his name. So Get he was this. like, What's your name? Mike Burke. And he couldn't even say his name. Get this. What? I'm playing in Shakespeare. Yeah. There's an actor named George Eby. God bless him. And he was playing Caesar. And I still had my lisp. And I was uh, uh, walking out. And it was the first rehearsal. Mr. Tyrrell, the director, was out there. George Eby, handsome, leonine hair, yeah. San Francisco. And he said, Who be thou? Or something. Something like that. And my line was, Der Satis, I am called. And I said, Der Satis, I am called. You are doing what George E.B. did. You're still doing what George E.B. did. He went to the fucking ground. 
pounding, pounding. You know, and that kind of that, that kind of laugh where you go. Was it on a performance night? I mean, was no, it, it was okay. the first fucking <laughs> rehearsal. So, um, <laughs> so I, and I remember going, clicking my head, saying, George Eby, I will take you fucking down. <laughs> and it became a whole career concept for me. Really? <laughs> I, every morning I said, I'm going to get George Eby. <laughs> so it was all out of spite against George Eby. My whole Eby. career is based on... <laughs> Getting even with George did, did you get even? But I kind of believe yeah. in that. I yeah. kind of believe that uh, actors and directors and everybody has to have a concept that's alive like that, in a way, not to get serious. But you mean like spite? Well, something strong, otherwise the work doesn't get done. No, I'm driven by spite. Did you, did you really feel like you were driven by spite? Or? Not spite, but what is spite? Oh. <laughs> hey, come on, they're talking about spite. Yeah. <laughs> Spite is like, fuck that guy, I can do that. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. that's me. <laughs> so it was fine. It was fine. <laughs> so when you started, you moved, did you live in New York? Did you do Broadway and all that stuff? No, I, I did a, uh, I went around the country doing regional theater. Like dinner theater? No. I did dinner theater. I would say dinner theater. I did regional theater, like Milwaukee Repertory Theater. Okay. Uh, Louisville Rep, Seattle Rep, uh, Old Globe Theater in San Diego. Just, how, how does that work? Does someone book you? I mean, do you audition for shows? I at? did it on one audition yeah. in, in, uh, for the theater, theater group uh, in Chicago. A four-minute audition. It was, it's actually a great story. Okay. Uh, it's a good story. Uh, I'm walking down, and uh, I knew it was A to Z, and my name's Tambor, and I'm going to be last. And I'm walking down, and I went in to register. This is an audition for every artistic director in the United States. It's the big... It's like a conference kind yeah, of situation? Yeah. It's big, and yeah. it's four minutes. Mm -hmm. And uh, they, said, they said, as I turned in my slip, they said, oh, by the way, uh, we've changed it. It's Z to A. You're on. I didn't rehearse. I walked right on stage and did my audition with no preparation. It's the best four-minute audition I've ever done, and I worked for 12 years off that. What, what was the piece? What's the lesson? No, what was the piece? No, I want to talk about the lesson. Okay. <laughs> uh, the piece was uh, um, Chekhov's The Boar and uh, Edward II. In four minutes? Four minutes. And what's the lesson? Um, preparation sometimes can work against you. Sometimes in the moment. Sometimes you got it. Sometimes we worry too much. I, I, I spent a career at the beginning. I don't know about you. Well, you're still working on Spike. Yeah. I spent a great deal of my career worrying. I remember once doing... Do you remember Hill Street Blues? Yes. I did, I did Hill Street Blues, and I remember running after the, I did the shot. And I was running, and I was going over my lines, and I stopped because I said... I just shot that scene. What the fuck am I running the lines for? And it was a real moment for me, because I, I worried a lot. Do you worry? I do worry. I, I worry less now. What I'm, are you worried about? Well, I'm, I'm worried about how this is going. <laughs> You're not going well? No, it's going great. Are you happy? Not really. All right. <laughs> but I'm uh, a conservative Jew. Yeah, I was conservative as well. Reformed Jews are happy. Yeah, that's because they're Christians. <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> the first funny thing you said. 
Now, you're very funny. I was listening to you, and I went, that guy is funny. Oh, thank God. So what do you do for a living? I do a stand-up comedy. Yeah, I do stand-up comedy, and I host a podcast. You're very big, because I, people, I said I was doing a show, and people, oh! Oh, know, really? Yeah, you're cool school. Uh, oh, what? Hey, I got a cool school yes, thing. Sir. How much time do we have? As long as you need. Um... Is this going to take I have over a half an hour? Four thirty. Hard out at four thirty. Um, can we push that a little bit? Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> Arrested Development. I'm familiar with the show. <laughs> they are going to do. Speaking of cool school, they are going to do ten uh, pod, not podcasts, uh, um, web episodes, webisodes, webisodes on the internet. <laughs> No? no I'm just I'm throwing stuff out there. Netflix. Netflix. You know what happens They're when everybody talks at once? It's Netflix. Not clear. <laughs> like Netflix. Isn't that cool school? They said Netflix. Netflix. <laughs> it was awful. And the girl was named Janet. That was it. Janet. 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 Netflix. Yeah. Netflix. It's on Netflix. They're going to do 10 episodes on Netflix. Yes. Okay. Might be funny if I just... And the movie, no? Movie too? And the movie, no. Okay. Yes. 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 They have, have to hurry because I'll be in a, a walker. <laughs> I mean, it's unbelievable. Is so it is bothered? this where you are all the time or you just come in for this? Oh, Me too. I, uh, yeah, yeah, it's fucking horrendous. <laughs> I, I, you know where I slept last night? In the LBJ suite. That's where I am now. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm sorry. Is this a, yeah, they like that... <laughs> What? I, your stuff's out? Your stuff's out. He's where I was last year. Yeah. yeah. It's a better room where you were. What do you mean? The, um, LBJ the bedroom is... Uh, uh, did you say LBJ? No, I said LBJ. I'm, I'm in the LBJ. Suite. LBJ suite. This I tried to room. get changed to your suite last night. Oh. Were you in it? No, no, I just got here today. Oh. They held it for me. You don't want to get it? No? Well, the couple in there are very nice. Yeah. I was told that. Mr. I haven't met Mr. him yet. Salzburg, <laughs> lovely people. And uh, one, uh, Mr. Salzburg, I think, has sleep apnea. <laughs> Got the machine. I'm being treated for sleep apnea. Are you really? Yeah. Do you sleep with the machine? Do I what? The machine on your face. Well, I don't know yet. Oh. I, I had to call. Uh, my wife has given me the ultimatum saying, hey, our, our marriage is in crisis. You have... I, apparently, I stopped uh, snoring. I stopped... Stop breathing. breathing. Yes. It's like... Yeah. That's so, scary for somebody. And we have four little kids. Yeah. So um, she said, I need my sleep. So I called. Oh, not that you're going to die. She needs her sleep. <laughs> you know, that's the real answer, I'm afraid. And uh, so we uh, uh, called my doctor, and he said, well, you have to go to the sleep center. Oh. And I called him. Um, you say, hi, Jeffrey Tambor. I'm the sleep center. Uh, hello, uh, hello, Jeffrey Tambor. Hello, Jeffrey Tambor. Sleep center. No. You don't say that. <laughs> Just say, I'm the sleep center. All right, hello, uh, hello. Wait, hello, sleep center. Hello, sleep center. No. <laughs> Come on, uh, teach me. I'm open to learn. I'm Je no, you're Jeffrey Tambor. Well, I am, but okay, for the purposes of. So the guy said, sleep center. <laughs> and I went, I'm Jeffrey Tambor. Um, yeah. And I said, 
I've come, uh, I, I don't, I don't, I need a, a sleep test. Anyway, birthday. <laughs> really weird. So I said, seven, eight, forty-four. And all right. And I said, and I said, I'm very nervous about this. What happens if you, um, you can't sleep? And he, I swear to you, he said, you'll have to come back again. <laughs> so I it. have this thing where I'm going to go home and put yeah. this thing on my head. And then you hand it back to somebody and they read it out and everything like that. It's like Anybody have sleep apnea? I love one person who's so tired. Yeah. <laughs> I met some guy, you can die from it apparently. You can just stop breathing Okay, entirely. there's this? Yeah. <gasps> and, yeah. Then, and then right then is where she shakes you. Yeah, no, she doesn't shake me. <laughs> Oh, You've got deeper problems in oh, yeah. marriage. <laughs> well, that's I'm conservatism. conservatism. <laughs> She's Jewish? No. Oh, I didn't think so. That's conservative. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the Jews enjoyed that. Just the Jews. <laughs> you, were you ever married to a Jew? No. Mm, I was. It's difficult. <laughs> the Jews don't, Jewish boys don't usually date Jewish girls. Well, what I, I found that when, you, when you're a Jew and you marry a Jew, that means everything you hated about going home is now in your house. <laughs> Were you allowed to have a Christmas tree? My mother would put lights on things. My father wouldn't. It wouldn't be no, light, 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 light. That was our house. Point. Yeah, light, light, light. That that invited a lot of love. I tell you, she that just was great. put an Israeli flag in the lawn. Yeah, hi, Jew, Jew here. <laughs> no, my uh, my my mother is uh, likes the Christmas thing. She puts lights and stuff, but no, no uh, trees. Are you married now? Easy. I. Um, <laughs> I no, I mean, I, I had and a... And they said I wouldn't like you. That's interesting. I had a... <laughs> I had a wife, and then that, and then that ended, and then I had another one, and that ended. <laughs> That's such a... Way. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm... I, this is my third name. <laughs> it is? Yeah, and I have four kids. What? But they're fresh, right? I mean, new. They're new. <laughs> they're new. Don't you have young kids? And... I have an older daughter, Molly. Okay. All right. Uh, who is uh, Dr. Tambor. Really? She's a doctor? Well, not, not, not one that can cure my knee, oh. but of European history. <laughs> <laughs> and does a great knee surgery, by the way. Uh, of European history. So she's a professor of some kind? No. Mm. Yes. <laughs> what else is she going to know? She's a butcher. She's a butcher. No, I'm not European. saying that she doesn't have an office. It's not, there's no a career other than professor. Next, but, we yeah. have... <laughs> um, I have a seven-year-old, Gabriel. Yeah. Five-year-old, Evie, and then two uh, twin boys, uh, Hugo and Eli. Now... Guys, like you're at your age, um, on top. Yeah. <laughs> Is that the question? No, I just wonder what, it, what it's like to have kids when you're, uh, you know, 
60 something. From 67. Okay. And uh, it's great. It, uh, my wife said it quite aptly, quite beautiful. Uh, it's not everyone's life, it's my life. Hmm. And uh, I love it. Keeps me young and they're my best teachers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, things are a little tough. In what way? Well, economically, we had to let one go. Mm. <laughs> it was very hard, but he's just landed. He's doing all right. He's got Wait, something, yeah. The seven-year-old? Part-time. Seven-year-old? Yeah. Oh, it's great. Well, they're ready. You're not it's seven. Hard. Yeah, it's hard to fire people. <laughs> you no longer need it here, but great. Thank you. We've grown a lot since you've been here, and that's good. Do you feel like, like you're di it's a different thing than when you had the one that's a professor? Yeah. I mean, what, were you busier then, or do you focus more now? Are you a better dad? Um, it's so different. I, I was uh, career with number one. I was away a lot. Um, I did Injustice for All. I was on Broadway. Um, now I'm, 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 uh, I'm, I'm consumed by them. I, I'm more conscious. Well, that's great. Hey, they're talking about consciousness. Come on in. Come on in. <laughs> I mean, no, just they're free. They're not afraid. They're not afraid to destroy. They don't. They're not. They're. They're just. They're. They're great. Yeah. I. I, I mean. I. I go. I, I. can't do that. They build something. Build it. Build it. And they go. Ah. Fuck it. <laughs> we don't do that. We go. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh look what we oh, did. Oh. oh. <laughs> go, okay. I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. I'm just asking because I don't have kids. You know. I'm not being uh, weird or rude. Three, I don't. three marriages and no kids. Interesting. It's interesting. I think the way my second wife put it was, uh, you think I'm going to bring children into this? <laughs> um, <laughs> so that was sort of where I was at. <laughs> but now I'm with another uh, girl. and she's What's her name? Jessica. Uh -huh. And uh, she's a big fan of yours in progressive development. And, um, and, but she says things like, you know, when are you going to put a baby in me? Oh. You know, which she, I think she frames it differently. I think it would be a better way. But... Uh, <laughs> But I'm, th I'm thinking about doing it, but I, I, it frightens me. But you don't seem frightened of it, so I'm, I'm drawing strength from you. And Justice for All and Broadway. See, I asked you if you were in New York, and, and you said you were in uh, repertory, and I want to know about Broadway. Cause I wanna, Justice I wanna... for All, um, it's very interesting. It's a great role. It was hilarious and, tr and puzzling and dark and, and throwing plates. I remember it. I saw it when I was young, and uh, out of the whole movie, your character had an impact on me. Like, I always remember the beat with the hair. Yeah, very good. Um, it was my first movie, and uh, I was starring opposite Al Pacino. When he was like sweet, he's still sweet. I just worked with him. I'm, I do the, I'm doing the Phil Spector story. But I, I mean, like when, like when he was young and Dog Day Afternoon, there just seemed to be a different. When he was younger, there just seems to be like there was a sensitivity that was amazing on screen. I don't know him personally. Where do you see him in this Phil Spector? I think he's, I think he's in the acting pan Panthenon. Is that right? Yeah, Panthenon up there. Yeah, yeah. Did you see the Kevorkian thing? Oh, Genius. This is the same producer, Barry Levinson, who was one of the writers of Injustice for All. And right. this is why God made a circle, ladies and gentlemen. Because look at that. Yeah. This is great on radio, too. The, uh, this is great on radio. Sure. Too, I know. What were you doing? Like, uh, How did you get that part and what were you doing? Um, I was doing um, a Broadway show with George C. Scott. Uh, Barry, Holy shit, wait, yeah. how was that? Oh, my God. Did he yell George, at you? George, you once, he got, yeah, once. I just, I always picture him yelling all the uh, time. Oh, no, he was great, he was great. I, um, I actually went on uh, my overstudy, that means I was an understudy. Mm -hmm. I had three lines in the show. Uh, my line was, uh, you look wonderful, sir. And I said, 
I said that three times. Yeah. But I understudied Hector Elizondo, and when uh, one night he got sick, and I went on with George, mm-hmm. and that was the night that changed my life. And he said, he came up to my dressing room, he said, you want to run lines? <laughs> and I went, uh, no, no thanks, because uh, at that point in my head, there was no lines to run, because I couldn't think of one. <laughs> And I went out st- on stage that night. My first line was, he said, uh, something, uh, my line was, uh, yes, sir, they're uh, coming and going at the same time. And it, it always got a laugh when Hector did it. And that night I went out and I said, they're, yes, sir, they're going and coming at the same time. And that's what it got. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, George looked at me. He gave me a look that changed my life. It was like, are you going to fucking do this or not? Because out there was Arthur Penn, the director, mm-hmm. Larry Gelbart. And it was my night. In other words, right. it was, you know, there's moments in your life where you go, guess what? This is it. And he guided me through that night and um, stopped uh, the audience uh, during the curtain call and announced that was my first night and uh, and I stayed awake for two nights I couldn't sleep for two nights after that that's amazing life changing so I got uh, I, uh, Barry and, and, and Valerie Curtin uh, saw me and uh, I got that role and I went in to meet uh, Norman Norman Joseph and uh, for some reason uh, the guy's crazy uh, my character and uh, um, for some reason uh, there was a pack of merits and a pack of lucky strikes there and they, they said you nervous? I said yeah I'm nervous I'm plenty nervous and they said well, you want a cigarette? And I, I, they, what do you want a merit or you want a lucky strike? and I said um, and I don't know why I said this but I said give me the kind that killed Nat King Cole <laughs> I don't even know it came out of nowhere? it came out of nowhere and I, uh, that's the, 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 uh, they looked at each other like <laughs> and I think I had the role from that moment on. That was it. Well, yeah. Then they said, "Come back Monday and read with Al." And I went, "I'm driving home." And go, Al, Al, oh, <laughs> Al Pacino. And there's a bathroom scene that I have, uh, and uh, I read. Um, it's really interesting for the young, young, younger people. Um, you know, when you're young, you have such a it just you don't have fear, and I I flubbed the first scene. I didn't do it very well, and they said, "Oh, that's good," and I knew it wasn't good. And I said, "Ah, don't worry about it, guys. We'll, we'll fix that on the set." And they, exactly, they looked like, "Who is this guy?" But I didn't have. And then I did the rest. I did all the scenes. I had them all memorized, which they tell you don't do. Well, for film read. in general, never do that before you went in to read without. I I read without, and I made him laugh, and I think that helped. And but then I got it. He's How old were you? How old was I? Yeah. 35, 35. And he was just like, just big star, just starting, like he was not, he, he was He'd already done The Godfather, yeah. Oh, so he was huge. Yeah. And when you work, like when you work with someone like Al, because I mean, he's like a guy that you hear a lot about method and you hear, you know, that, that he has a very specific yeah. way of working. How did you approach that? I mean, well, as an actor, he what was, was your thing? he was, first of all, I think it, it was pretty well known that I, I was, this is the first time. It really was well known the first day when the, I kept going out of frame. I had my, um, my thing and I kept going out of frame. And the camera operator kept going, oh, I going and cut, 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 cut. So, ah, hi. So anyway, they go, you have to stay in the frame. I said, and they said, uh, you're having trouble putting down your suitcase. 
And uh, would you, then they said, you have to put it on something. And then they, they said, would you like an apple? Or a half apple? Which is the box. Yeah, a box. Yeah. And I said, no thanks, I'll wait for lunch. <laughs> and the crew just went. <laughs> it was off. And from that, that time on, everyone was very kind to me. And um, um, I mean, I didn't know what a mark was. I didn't know anything. So In a way, it was great. I tried to quit the first night. Really? Well, I saw dailies and I wanted to kill myself. Why? I was bad. But did they say you were bad? No, no. I just didn't know the art of looking at dailies. And I just, I, I, I remember it. They had to drive me around the city till four o'clock in the morning. I think I over, I think, um, I think I tried to do film acting and not what I do. What's the difference? And uh, give it everything you got. Give all of yourself. Don't try to be coy. And the next day I, I got up that morning and I said, I'm going to go get fired and fuck it. And, and I gave him Jeffrey Tambor. It was a big lesson. And then that worked? Yeah. And they dug it. Are you able to watch yourself now? Mm -mm. Still can't. I don't like it. No, but now, well, I'm trained to the theater, so I kind of give it, and then that's it. You but know? these characters that you play in general, are, are, they're, they're unique, and you say that that one was crazy, and then you, you sort of evolve, and you did, the, you did a lot of TV work. Did you like TV work? Some of it. I don't like uh, that form where, you do, where the audience, the live Sitcoms? audience... I, I don't like it. I, I get very nervous. If you look at... I used to do a show called The, the Ropers. If you look at my eyes during that show, it looks like someone put a broom up my ass. I was like... So scared. I was yeah. so scared of going up on a line. Were you afraid of Norman Fell? I love Norman. Was he funny? Oh, he was so funny. When Norman would eat lunch and the ratings would come in, he would get a little sweat on his arm. It made me laugh. <laughs> he was great, and Audra Lindley and, yeah. and, and, and Patty. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, you're one of these people, and I always wonder this with actors. It's about 8.30, isn't it, right no. now? No. It's, it's good. We're good. It's what going, time is it? It's going good. It's like quarter to five. Oh, okay. We're gonna, you know, now we have to get to the 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 the, the You got one holding. I can see. I, I know you. I know you got one. You're holding one. What? Uh, what do you think I'm holding? I Let's mean, see. Let's see. I'll tell you. I'll go like that when you when you throw it. What I'm supposed to yes, drop it? Sneaky guy. Go ahead. Well, what the hell happens when actors aren't working? Well, I've been. Why is she leaving? Yeah, I don't know. They got other things to do. Um, uh, I love not working. Yeah. Uh, you don't panic. You don't freak out no, because it's... I've worked all my life. I've been very, very lucky. Also, I um, I love reading. Reading is my first love. I, I trust. I don't know why. I trust that I'm going to work. So let's talk about the Hank Kingsley thing. Because you're like an actor. Like a, a... you know, in certain times when certain people do certain things and you see people, I just saw you. Yeah. Isn't that interesting. How was it? <laughs> No, but seriously, you're a very serious guy. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I just killed this fucking thing, I'm sorry. No, you didn't. There's no killing it. You are a very, very serious guy, are you not? I'm a very serious guy, hypersensitive yes. guy. Uh, I just saw A little bit defensive. That. Yeah, I saw yeah. that. Yeah, because I pictured you a certain way, and, and you're, you're, you're sort of that, you know. I'm sort of like how you thought I Yeah, seen? yeah. 
Yeah, I thought you'd be a little more boundaryless, you know, and a little more like, you know, I thought like you'd be like, I'd feel like this amazing presence, warmth, <laughs> like you, like you, I'd just be like, you know, like, yeah, yeah. I Are thought, you fucking kidding me? No. Is yeah. you kidding me? No, I'm not kidding you. And maybe, see, maybe you don't find that you're a warm person. I have a big heart. But really? Yeah, that's it. Big heart thing. You don't get that? No, I, I, I didn't know what to expect because like, I was about to talk about Hank King this week because there's part of me when I interview actors that I want them to be that person. And I think there's elements... I am Hank Right, there's elements of that character yeah. that was so vulnerable and so big-hearted I am and so way. easily hurt. Yeah, but I'm like, not like that. I'm not like that. But that was the mask on... on, on that's, that's how I, I am. I'm that... I'm Hank. You are Hank, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay, I knew it. Yeah. Okay, I, I, I wouldn't. But um, I, I believe Hank. I mean, he came at a very, very interesting time in my life. That changed, that's a life changer. What happened? Because Gary Shandling, uh, um, Gary Shandling, Mitch Hurwitz, these guys, they really understand comedy. Yeah. And I, I, it's the way I like it. And uh, I, I loved it. Uh, so how did the process go? How did you put that thing together? How did you find the heart of that? I talked to Gary about that show, and we talked about you, and he said nothing but nice things. He was great. Even when I prodded him. Um, you want I wanted stories. I understand. Yeah, but how did you sort of you know, find the vulnerability of that guy? I understood immediately. I, uh, there are certain roles about five times in a, in, a, in, a, in a career you go, I got that guy. I, I got that guy. I knew. Hey now. Hey now. I knew that. I got. That guy. I knew. I believed in him. I believed in him. Remember when he took over the show, or the time he wouldn't take off his yarmulke? I got. That. I understand that. I understand that. And then somebody goes, somebody says, hey, Jew face, and he takes his yarmulke off. That's his courage level. I understand that. He cries yeah. when you invite him to the card party? Come on. You know, you know yeah. that guy. I know that. I know that sensitivity. That's always been my downfall. I'm too sensitive. What do you do when you get too sensitive? How's it been your downfall? Do you lash out? <laughs> no. I, that's why I have a sense of humor. Fuck George E.B. <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> Fuck him. No, you can't keep grudges. Fuck him. Isn't that weird? You can keep grudges. Even when people say they don't keep them, like, I'm over that. You just got to poke a little bit. Fuck that guy. Uh, fuck that guy. Am Fuck I right? Him. Well, it's not good to care. It gets heavy. No, but you don't have to think about it every day. But if you need a don't little joke. Don't little... When I tell you things, no. Do you keep grudges? You, you keep no, I don't keep them, but I keep, like, I sort of have them if I need them. <laughs> and you work on them, and it's part of your art, right? And this is why you're funny. Why are you funny? Because of these things. I don't know. It's arguable. But I, but, but How the grudge Gary? thing. Was Gary a good, a good interview? Gary's very interesting. Uh, I didn't know Gary, like, when you worked with him, but Gary uh, now is a, a very spiritual man. He's very, no, he was then, too. Yeah, yeah. He's, very, uh, he's very open. And, very you know, and, and similar to you, uh, at the beginning of my conversation with Gary, I didn't know what the fuck was going to happen. Okay. And, <laughs> like, it took me a few minutes to sort of figure out how this was going to go. And, and then, you know, once I got past the discomfort, it turned out to be very nice. You know, he felt comfortable and he opened up and that was great. Yeah. Is that the way he is? Yeah. He sent me a thing. He won't mind this. Um, just out of the blue, he sent me a Christmas ornament and it said, Hey, Noel. <laughs> <laughs> and were there were two signs that he got. <laughs> oh, old signs. One was, Hey. Yeah. And one was Noel. Right. And his... 
secretary dropped it off and said, uh, Gary uh, wants you. Yeah, I, I was just, uh, great. And then later he called that night and we uh, talked and he goes, I saw this thing. I saw, you know, I saw this thing. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and then I saw Noah. I said, well, Gary, that's just like the show, you know, because that, that's what Hank sure. says. I, I, why, how did you come up with hey now? He goes, well, I used to say hey, and now I say now, and I just put them together. And we had a great, a great hour-long free-form conversation, both just rethinking and reliving the days, because it was so exciting. It was such an exciting time. It was, uh, there's no show like that ever. No. It's, uh, it's probably the, the best show ever. And then, you know, know we were just, uh, we, we would, we, he would be on the set, uh, he would change things. You, you said cunt uh, yeah. earlier today. And uh, I was, I, it made me think, in one rehearsal, I called his girlfriend a cunt. A cunt. So yeah, the line was bitch, and in rehearsal, I said, she's a cunt. And Gary said, that's it. And went in the script. And he said, go with cunt. Go with it. And, and it was that, that fearless, because that's a, that's a word still. I know it's a word, but it's like so fun to say. And, <laughs> and, it, and it bothers me that it's so loaded, you know, because the British say it very freely. And oh, I, that's right. Yeah, and I, I, I've, I've often fought for the free, to free the cunt in America. <laughs> it's a hard campaign. You, you know, it's a hard campaign. It's hard. So Women it's don't a, enjoy a, that word at all. It's one of those words. Yeah. So like if your mouth could throw a rock. Right. <laughs> Do you and uh, Gary have that kind of relationship? Like, see, now I want to I want to believe that you and Gary are like uh, Hank and. No, uh, I think um, uh, he he plays basketball at his house. No, we weren't. Uh, we didn't. We didn't socialize. Rip uh, and uh, Gary and I. Really? So it was just sort of like on the set. On and the set. It. See you later. But was I it? trusted those actors with my life. That's I mean, Rip Torn is a walking acting lesson. It was great. It's amazing. Yeah. What, like, what do you take from him? Like, in terms of, like, when you say that, he's a walking acting lesson. What, what is it? Completeness, like? thoroughness, just fearlessness, great personality. I loved him. I can't imagine what it would be like to hang out with him. I'd like to uh, hang out with him. Like, I, he, like, I'd like to be in the LBJ suite drinking with, uh, with Rip Torn. I don't drink anymore, so it's not going to happen. It's how, long you, how long have you been sober? Twelve years. You? Really? Yeah. Nine years. Really? Yeah. Congratulations. Want to get a drink? Sure. <laughs> Let's do it. Fuck it. Right? Don't know sweet or LBJ sweet. <laughs> Wouldn't that be fun? Did you drink a lot? Oh, no. Just a little. <laughs> <laughs> just a glass. It's, uh, nine years. It, like, it's weird now, isn't it? That you get all your feelings back and all that shit? Like, what kind of drunk were you? Um, I always went to the airport. people listening to this, right? Yeah. I feel like I'm just talking to a microphone, you know? Oh, I went to, um, I don't know, um, gregarious. You, you uh, went to the airport? What does that mean? That, I always wanted to go to Japan. Or, Let's go to Japan! <laughs> My list came back. You came back. <laughs> when you drank, your list came back. <laughs> That's what I drank for, to, to get the list back, to get my youth. Did you like you would randomly take trips and wake up different places? No, no, or? I never. I would never get. I would never get that. Oh, and you would just yeah. get to the airport. Yeah, <laughs> the airport. <laughs> the airport. What, what was uh, what was the uh, the bottom like? I mean, what what made you decide? 
oh, it's just enough, you know, you just, enough. It wasn't one of those things where you woke up and there was a corpse there. No. <laughs> no. 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 No drama in it? No. And I never, no, I never, no. Well, let's talk about the Arrested Development guy now. George. What's that? What's what I put in my mouth? What did you put in your mouth? A nicotine lozenge. I can't get rid of everything. I gotta fucking live here. Are you putting smoke in there? No, I don't. Do I you live here? No, I don't. No, no. Like in this room? Is this it? Yeah, this is my couch. You're sitting oh, on my no. chair. It insulted me at the beginning. That's why this hasn't gone well. It's like so I bought this chair for you. So you're quitting smoking as well? No, I haven't smoked in 10 years. You're it's addicted just... to nicotine? Yes. Then? Yes. Are you addicted to nicotine? Yes, Jeffrey! <laughs> is this Meisner? <laughs> I love it that you're <laughs> What do you love? <laughs> so anyway, when I... <laughs> That's what I mean. That's what I don't get people. What do you mean? Yeah, I've grown. I've done a lot. Yeah, I've done... Anyway, no, I pretty much kicked all my... Anyway. What, you don't have anything that you do? Nothing. Get the fuck out of here. There's no way. I didn't even touch myself anymore. That is... No interest? <laughs> well, I mean, you gotta fill the void somehow. Are you a spiritual guy? Are you Jewy now, or what? Jewy? Yes. Are you Jewy? It's not a... Jewy. Um, I'm spiritual. You... Jewy? I'm spiritual. I believe in connectedness and all of that. So vague. Oh, okay. Vague? Well, I mean, Jew is very defined. Jew is like, there's that, and you wear this, and here we go. I, was, uh, I had trouble, I had trouble uh, with uh, Judaism. First of all, my cantor. That's the apnea guy. Thank God he's breathing. Yeah. Um... Uh, my cantor, who taught me my bar mitzvah, used to uh, eat cottage cheese sandwiches. And I had trouble with uh, Baruch. Yeah. Because I would say, Baruch, Atoh, Adonai. And he'd say, no, Baruch. And these curds would come flying and hurtling over the room and onto my head. I looked like one of those ceilings in the San Fernando Valley. Popcorn ceiling. And smelled like curdled milk. So why would I go on being a Jew? Why do fucking, why do Jews have these weird stories about old Jews with food and fucking fat? Because! It's fucking ridiculous, and we all have them. These old Jews ruin it for us with their mess. Well. <laughs> no, but, but my uncles used to say, well, you can eat that? Yeah. Yeah. Come yeah. on, you can make a meal out of that. Come here. That's right. Don't throw it away. Where's the coleslaw that's left over? <laughs> They're always making sandwiches with coleslaw and left over meat. Chop liver and turkey's wonderful. It is, it is. But no one cares about but this. But I am spiritual, and I, I do believe in that. And I, I used to chant for a little bit. I, what do you mean? You did the Nummy Ho? Yeah, I used to do that. But in the 70s? I'm not even... I'm 60. No, in the 70s when that thing was popular. and everybody, No, later. Really? Later, when yeah. Tina Turner did it? Tina, I didn't treat Tina Turner. Well, how the hell did you get involved? Did someone come up to you with a card and say, this is the thing? I mean, how do you yeah, get somebody, involved? somebody... Yeah, a friend, and I, I liked it. And you went over to someone's house, and they said, look, and you go, what the hell is that? It's my altar. And you sat down, and you did the nummy. Yeah, I, like yeah. I like all that stuff. Okay. I like stuff. But you weren't part of the, the cult of it? No. What about Scientology? Is that bullshit? Not I did, in broad I, sense. I did a little bit. Yeah. And but yeah. And uh, how how would that did it work? I left. Yeah. But I, I, I had a good time. Did you get some tools? Yeah. 
Because I like I know that I've always been a seeker. I don't I don't put down any religions unless they hurt people. Right. Uh, so Which I is most of them. And but I think. I, I, <laughs> but I, as a Jew, and knowing our history, you know what I found out? This yeah. is this is. Get this. Okay. I don't want to talk about. This. No, do it. No. This is where it gets good. This is where you were supposed to go. Hey. Um, uh, a, a guy came backstage when I was on Broadway and I said, "I have your family tree," and then he. Big tree, no. Uh, <laughs> and it's a Christmas tree. Yeah, all the way down to the bottom. And uh, no, it was a family tree. And I found, after not even looking at this thing for months, the tampers were in uh, Auschwitz. Oh. Yeah. Like okay. how many generations back? I only bought four. How, which tampers? I mean, did you? Like, I don't know. It's just like one of those tampers. I went, I went to Auschwitz. You did? Mm. It's not fun. Very boring. What Hannah Arendt says about Auschwitz, about oh yeah, the uh, the banality of evil. Banality of evil is true. Except, get this, uh, we came. It probably wasn't boring when it was operating. (laughs) (laughs) We came out one of the barracks, and was that um, inappropriate? I thought it was. Oh no, it was totally appropriate. Really good. And tasteful. Um, and there was this Italian family, and they were all arms around each other, smiling in front of the parents. I went, they're not getting, they're not getting the message here. <laughs> this is not. Did you feel the weight of it, though? The Because when he said it's boring. And I, I was in therapy at the time, and I went back, and my therapist said, that was Auschwitz. And I burst into tears. You did? Oh, sobbing, yeah. I can't imagine. I've never been there. I can't imagine how horrible it must feel. It's horrible. And it's boring. Why do you say boring? It's 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 just a table. It's evil is boring. Evil. That's why evil can happen. Well, I think that. Oh, is this room changed? Whoa! <laughs> I apologize, you guys. But was it wasn't the banality of evil like what she was talking about? Was the bureaucracy of it? And no, how the, the distance. It's just of an it? everyday, just kicking the can just a little bit, and that's what we do. To, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah. It's hilarious. I um. <laughs> Okay. No, I know. No, I know. But wait, I, I like the whole seeker thing. When are we going to go on, by the way? We're going, we're almost, what? Oh, what, what are we I, on now? Yeah. No, no, no. Oh, you mean the podcast? Yeah. We're recording it for later and people can play it. I so, like, you have the option after we're done to say, like, I don't want to fucking put any of that out there. You're ridiculous. I do? You're, sure. You can call me up and say, fuck this. I didn't, you know what I mean? Why, fuck you, this. What, yeah. You ever gone off on anybody? Have you ever just yelled professionally? <laughs> Yeah, I, earlier. What did you do? I used to yell all the time uh, on stage. Before the... No, no. <laughs> Actually, when I smoked cigarettes, I, it was not unlike me to, to say cunt, to yell. Uh, like, if an audience didn't like me, I would not take it like a man. I would make them pay for what my parents did. <laughs> if, a, if an audience doesn't parent me properly, there's going to be trouble. That's the old me. But now I want to talk about this seeker thing because I, I, my brother. I knew where you were going. Go ahead. Oh, well, seeker. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, it's a guy looking, looking to, you know, for something that that connection. Uh-huh. And you seem to have run through quite a few different ones, and you're kind of making your own. There is no reason for me having the life I have other than connection. I mean, my, I mean, well, look, I, I'm going to go home, um, and there's these four kids and this wonderful wife. Well, I mean, why, why are these kids in my life? I mean, it's not, it's, it's unbelievable. Because so you, had, you made them. 
I understand, but you understand. And there's circles, and I, I do believe in a connectedness. You know what happened the other? No, I can't talk about that. Yes, you can. I mean, it was the most weird thing. I live in I live in a, near the Santa Monica, uh, and uh, there uh, the mountains there. Yeah. And I was driving down the street, and a deer mm. came running down the middle of the. Uh, uh, Sunset Boulevard, and all the drivers, there's nobody honked, nobody reacted, nobody screamed, everybody just stopped their cars. And it was the most incredible moment. And I went, we are all just fucking visitors here. <laughs> and the deer just went, dun, 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 on the way. Isn't that unbelievable? What are you laughing at? I'm, uh, that's how I experience joy. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I, I, I have trouble reading signals. Yeah. That's joy. Yeah. Okay. Laughter sometimes means joy. Where the fuck are you from? <laughs> Why are you laughing? I don't laugh. <laughs> so I'm not warm? You thought I was going to be warmer? No, you're difficult, but you're lovely. Why was I difficult? <laughs> no, I think you're, you're loosening up now, and I'm glad we, only, we have another hour. Was I tight at the beginning? Was I don't know, Jeffrey. I just... I think at the beginning we were kind of like feeling each other out and then like, you know, and then it was funny and then I felt sad and then, and then we came out of it. I feel like I've been here for 30 years. I am exhausted. Really? No, but that, because no. I'm draining. Is that what you're saying? No! Oh. What did you get out of Scientology? I'm, I'm not being provocative here. I'm because I, you know, I'm a big fan of William Burroughs, and he said that he actually learned stuff. But you know, we all associate Scientology with this ridiculous cult and this silly religion. But there are people that believe there are tools that are actually There's tools to everything. Sure, I was a seeker. I was young. Uh, I got. I met good people, and um, I don't like organizations. Yeah. So adios. So okay, that makes sense. I don't. I don't like. I don't even like being here. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, feel, I feel this is a cult. Well, let's talk. <laughs> very cultish in here. <laughs> They're very sensitive. No, but I mean, uh, I, I, I as a Jew can't talk about other people. Um, you know, I don't like. You know, I don't like mailing people mailing me and emailing. Like, yeah, yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, you just yeah. don't. You don't want to be part of it. Ah. Fuck it, right? Fuck it. Yeah, I agree. I have a Kindle. You do. <laughs> so you're part of the Kindle cult. You know, I'm a Kindle cult. I just felt like we. Had I didn't to... think that's what you were going to pull in your back pocket, though. Which Go one, ahead. Scientology? Yeah. I don't. I, you know, I'm not a guy that's looking to provoke problems. You know, I, 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 I think that um, it's interesting to me that uh, that you you were involved in it, but that that's not. Uh, that, People don't... ask me. They say, "Are you?" Because I'm. I, I, you can't change that thing. The Scientology thing. No, no. The IMDb or whatever. No, no. Oh, oh, no. Right. What's Wikipedia? Uh, IMDb and Wikipedia. You can't change it. Well, you can. If you should be able to, did you tell them who you were? <laughs> well, who's they? You know, the, the wiki guy. I don't know. You can uh, you can write in and ask. IMDb is very weird. People, someone put that out uh, on IMDb that I was on the Patty Duke show. You and were, I, weren't you? No, I wasn't even born. Oh, I was two years old, and people were like, hey, "Who were you on the Patty Duke you show?" You were great on the Patty Duke show. <laughs> yeah, it's some weird. I thing. used to get when I was playing Hank Kingsley. People used to go and say, "You know, Doctor Phil, I want to thank you." <laughs> You have changed my life. I went, I am not Dr. Phil. And I went, Dr. Phil. So finally I just said, fuck it. Uh, I'm gl uh, glad, glad to be of hell. Glad that, glad that worked out. When do you start shooting the movie? 
You don't know? It's not, it's not. And when, how about the episodes? When are they going to start to happen? Oh, I don't know. You have no idea. <laughs> I don't know a lot. Do you like horses? Oh, what's that guy's name who gave me the candy? What? I was in town today and a guy gave me free candy, Andrew Burnett. Free candy. What kind? <laughs> Chocolate potato chips. Free. But you got, you got juice. Good for you. Could you be a little more disinterested in what I just said? You just told me you got free candy. Yeah. And I'm supposed to jump you up and down? In New York. What? Once, what? Wait, I, once I was in New York, this is how you know you made it. Get this. I'm at uh, the 72nd Street, uh, Street Station. And uh, I, I go down and I just had a very odd encounter with somebody at a, uh, one of the diners up there. Kind of was, you know... And I get down on the 70 Street uh, station, and I go up to the lady, and she pointed to the door, and she buzzed me the fuck in. <laughs> That's huge. I broke down in tears. If I can make it here, I make it anywhere. That's my Liza moment. What, what are you... Uh, <laughs> Would you, do you do stage still? Are you doing any stage work? No. But you seem like you fucking love it. I do. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, I, I will do it. Yeah. Did you, would, did you ever play Fiddler? <laughs> Everyone who's Jewish does not play Fiddler. But you'd make it great, Tevye. I would not make it great. Come on. You, come on. Yeah, that's even... Yeah, if you did it like that, it would be mind blowing. Yeah, like yeah. you didn't even know the words; you just sort of half mocked it. You just didn't funny? even barely do the dance. <laughs> hey, I'm not. <laughs> Shalom. <laughs> right? Do that every once in a while, right? Hey, hey, Tevya. That's my Tevya. <laughs> Oh, I think we've had a good time. I used to. Yeah. <laughs> I, you are wonderful, and you are warm, and you're a real mensch, and you make me, uh, you're great. I really enjoyed this. Oh, thanks a lot. I appreciate you doing it. It was a good time. Oh, you guys are great. Jeffrey Tambor, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. I guess, like, there's part of me that feels like oh, we can't want, not, we, what, do you have a question for me? You want to go to a meeting? Yeah, sure. Okay. Really? No. Okay. Wait a uh, minute. Hold well. on. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do, man. I don't feel like ending it. Do you? Uh, for the people listening, Jeffrey's making fun of me eating my nicotine lozenge. He does it with a weird pinched face that happens in the middle of conversation. Now he's sticking a lozenge in his nose. And pulling it out his ear. It's magic. Thank you very much, folks. Live WPF from South by Southwest, Jeffrey Tambor. Pleasure. Thanks very much. I got, a, I got some buttons and some posters. I'll bring them right out here if you want them.